morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Well, um, what's going on for this? Uh, what's the topic today? We are going to talk about every mother's great uh, talent. What is that? Guilt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, no, I don't make my child feel guilty, but I feel guilty all the time. How or why? What? What? what I mean, thinking? there's lots of different things I feel guilty about, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cooking in the kitchen. I have a million things to do. You look over, your six-year-old is, please, can you play with me? And you say no, and you think that everything is fine, and they're playing on their own. But then you walk by, and they're sad, and you have that natural guilt. Oh, okay. I see. I see that. And, um, well, why? I mean, what is guilt? And would... Even though I have the guilt, I still have to finish making the lunch, cook the dinner, do whatever I have to do. So how can I assuage assuage that guilt? I can get down and spend one or two minutes just hugging, kissing. I mean, there there is time for that. Well, <clears throat> right? Yeah, I, I see. But did I do anything wrong? <coughs> Well, that's one of the things of, uh, about guilt. You know, we have, uh, we read a little bit about this and we have talked with other experts, I think. <laughs> guilt <laughs> about experts. This, yeah, 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 guilt experts that are not judged or any part of the law or something or guilty or whatever. Anyway. That's funny. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that is uh, we had uh, this emotion, guilt's an emotion that has a lot of power. And uh, what we... What we knew, but it needed perhaps to be spelled, at least to me, is that there are a few types of guilt. You know, you have the natural guilt, like the one that you're feeling with uh, your your little one, that uh-huh. you were not able to do this. It's a normal, you think that you did something wrong. But did I? I mean... Exactly. Right. Well, then, then it's not is, necessarily wrong. You just feel guilty because you want your child to be happy. Yes. Then there is the other one that is... Uh, the chronic guilt and the example that they uh, give give here is that, uh, for example, you being a teacher, okay. that you could not help some of your uh, students to do certain tasks because they just didn't want it or they have other issues going on that they did not do well in certain topics or certain okay. things. And then you have that guilt that you did everything that you could and still there was a group or something that did not went well. And, mm-hmm. You know, it did not match what you thought that it will, uh, expectations not met. Let's put it that way. Okay. Or so that's called chronic guilt. It's called, it's so called what about the, like, if you didn't know that a student, for example, one time I'm going down really hard on this kid who was super disruptive. Mm-hmm. All right. And I come to find out that his father is dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. And I called his mom to come in like for a conference and she comes in and says, yes, his father's dying. Well, A, I wish someone had told me, but B, the guilt that I'm, you know, getting this kid in trouble and. Yeah, but that's that. That is. Is that chronic or natural? That's a natural. Okay. That's a natural. The other one that is interesting is the collective guilt that we as a group or society can feel. Like the example that they give is homeless, that we try to help, 
and there is not much we can do other than offering a little bit of food or some, but there is a, a, a sense of uh, guilt because we are in another position or in another, in another uh, thing that we can help, but it's still th that guilt is called collective guilt. That's an example that they give us of, of uh, that. Right, but I don't think a lot of people feel guilty about the homeless. Well, that's an example. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's quite yeah. a collection. I would like to know those people. Right. And then the last one that they talked talk to or the, this person talked to me was the survival guilt. Right. That you survive a tragedy, that you survive a near miss, and other people didn't make it in many aspects, not just only culminating with death or accident or, right. or injury. Right. Like, why did I survive? Right. And right. am I supposed to be extra special because of it? Yes. And then again, it's an, it's a, a, we need to determine those, those things. As I said, you know, find the source of why you feel like that. But, uh, and we feel guilt because we feel like we did something wrong or we did something against our values. Correct? Yes. But see, that's when it starts to transition into the next one that we are going to talk. That is about shame. No, I'm saying that if I cheated on a test, off of somebody and we both got in trouble, right? Like then I would feel guilty because I involved them in something, but that can be fixed. That's a, there's a remedy to that. Go to the teacher, tell the teacher they had nothing to do with it. You can write your wrong when it comes to guilt. Exactly. Okay. You're, you're getting a little ahead of the game here because okay. yes, how, how you do the, how we deal with guilt, you know, you do, well, you just said it is apologize. You mm -hmm. own it. I cheated on the test. I did not uh, check the background of my student or ask him or her what was wrong. And then uh, that was a part of the you own it. And then you, you, uh, you got to the second stage that is commit to a change in the future. Right. Okay. I will pay more attention to my student in the future. I will pay uh, more attention to paying the bill on time or what say those are things, but there is no way to move on or pass through your guilt phase if you don't go to certain means or ways to go through that because otherwise you're going to stay lingering that it inhibits your growth or your, you're going to stay there for a while. Right. So guilt can actually work for us. It works for us. You can make guilt for us. It's again, it's a, you can use guilt if you feel guilt, it's then you need to analyze, why do I feel guilty? Did I go against my values? Did I put somebody else in danger? And then you own your part of it, right? And yes. then you make an apology or something if that's what needs, even if you apologize to yourself. Oh, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then you can learn from the way that that made you feel. You don't want to feel that way again. So then you change your behavior. And you're not going to do it again. It, see, this is the deal. If we cope with the right tools that we mentioned here, help can help you grow. It's a personal growth. Yeah. Guilt. Guilt. Guilt will help you grow. So, but if not, you know, we have this on my nose here, it will linger and it will take a, a, a toll on your emotional growth. It will not let you move forward. Right. Or, so there's, it, just like life, there's a balance. Right. And then, you know, again, the, the important thing is that we are going to be uh, make mistakes throughout life. It's part of growth. It's part of being alive. So uh, dealing with guilt 
uh, it's, it's, it is important or it's essential for us to continue our growth. And then, then we need to perhaps uh, where this whole thing links to uh, substance, abuse, substance abuse or alcoholism or what say you, well, if we don't deal accordingly, or we don't deal right with this, that's where we uh, think that having a drink or going a happy hour so it will make this feel better. And it's just not, you are not dealing with it at well, all. Well, right. And is there really solid, good personal reflection when you're drinking? No, absolutely not. It's again, even if you are drinking with people around you, it's a selfish, selfish act that you are not doing anything to correct a wrong. You are just forgetting, trying to forget about trying it. Trying to forget. And then that, that is not, that's not uh, healthy. And that is not certainly a way to cope, right, with a problem, right? So you are evading and then you're not going to forget. It's going to come back to you, you know, and then that's what the, the, what that, what it links to, uh, the whole reason of our existence on this podcast, right? Right. And what's the person that we know who always says, you know, I kept trying to get away from my guilt and myself, but everywhere I went, I was still there. Right? Right. So honestly, like, there's so much that you need to, like, establish what your values are before you know if you've betrayed them. Like, why do I feel guilty? I don't know. Give me a shot. I don't care right now, you know? Right. Right. Or you don't go to the core of the right. what is wrong. You think that is something that is oh, I just blew a red light, or you know, and then you know, I don't feel super guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like kind of. Um, I mean, I really try not to, but it, guilt wouldn't be. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to do an example that you def- definitely see something wrong with it. Right. You know, but you that's know. more like a dangerous thing. That's really not. Well, many things that we did uh, that are, were guilty would have been reckless, or they, are, they were reckless, right? Right? That we, we, um, uh, yes, I, I think that. Well, I see as an extreme of, of that. You know, the driving, of course, that uh, that is a is a concern. But yeah, because we we can okay in our life. What what, what other example we can do that it would have been. Um, Thing that is that is wrong that uh, missing an appointment, missing a meeting with uh, with with your healthcare, with your doctor. Missing- what about just missing someone's birthday because you know, or people are depending on you to show up to their recital, or your kids are depending on you to come to the swim meet, but you drink too much ahead of time, and you you know, or like make up some excuse, right? As to why you can't be there. And then you start rationalizing. Well, the grandparents are there. The other parent is there. And this person doesn't need me. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you have a worthless feeling about yourself. Um, And it seems like the next part of guilt, you know, when you go into shame, right? Yeah. Then why would they even want me there? Right. right. The, the, that, that emotion will can shape your life. You know, uh, it is. It, but see, the, 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 the here is that we have what we mentioned before, guilt. It's on the uh, is about your morals and about your uh, emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the shame is focused on your identity or focus on shame on you. That's what they say. Shame on you. It's on your identity. 
Yeah. Right. So that's that's the where it comes that uh, this is a fear response here that we had it here that it uh, it will not change will not make you change behaviors. It says that guilt is constructive. Right. Shame, Shame is, is destructive. destructive. Right. So that just solidifies why I always felt so bad when someone would say shame on you. Yeah, shame because on you. It always sounded more harsh, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, we didn't knew that until recently. You yeah. should be ashamed. Yeah. yeah. It's your identity. You know? should realize that you're a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Now it doesn't make sense. You know, when you we see that it encompasses, you know, the, all these things of feelings of that. Of it will come back, I think, makes the bubble of depression. Easily. Right? So, because it's shame on this, shame on that. And then, but what is shame? You know? And then finally, when you start figuring it out, uh, it's, it's not even a tool. It's not, it doesn't allow you to, uh, to, uh, to, to grow on that one, you know? One of the things that uh, it was mentioned also is that there is a reason why we, shame and how we um, should treat it or how she will uh, uh, approach to it and uh, is understand and then treat us with kindness itself. See, shame is not shaming a group itself. It's very individual. It's like your alcoholism. So right. you, you, you treat that one or we address that thing is that to be kind with ourselves and understand why even we feel uh, shame. And then we, but see, the thing is, you understand your wrongdoing. And then you move on. Move on is not like you forget about it. I never did it. We go back to these tools that we have. Okay, we own it. We apologize. We commit to change. Lesson learned. Learn from the past. And then we be grateful. And we should be grateful that first we had all the chance to do the following and grateful that we can move on and grateful that we learn and grateful that we can teach from this. Thing. Absolutely. I mean, everything that, that happens to us that seems and is horrible at the time makes us a part of who we are um, and is a learning experience. Some people just never want to even face themselves because they're just so deep in that shame. But it's hard, right? I mean, you get, you stop drinking and there's just that beginning where you're like, what is this world without alcohol? And then you start looking at, you know, your past what kind of a person wouldn't have, you know, stopped drinking at this point? Well, obviously an alcoholic addict. So then you have to be like, I was addicted, you know, but I was addicted to alcohol. But why was I so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> why did I let myself be treated so poorly? Well, that's because I didn't think that I was worth worthwhile, which come, came from a long, long time ago. Yes. You know, and that's the other thing, you know, I, I was kind of uh, uh, going to the tapes or going my uh, little black box of my uh, mind. <laughs> mind for the last few decades. And then I'm I'm really listening to the tape. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, literally with with uh, help from a health, a mental health professional. And it's, it was baffling for me to, to hear that. I said, that was the moment that you do something uncorrected, correct something. You know, they, you, you're heading to a crash landing right there. You're right. going to crash and nothing. It was just. Escape. Just there. 
Just and drink and no, no, exactly, no action whatsoever, no action. Where it, it was right there, it was you need to do an evasive maneuver, let's just get to right. correct the course of the of this, and never was corrected, never. So it it, it was uh, it, it was for me it was a shocking thing. Wow, you know why? And it has to do again, you know, the not understanding. And you know, I I, I will blame myself on this one. I own it. And yes, it was that I, I will go to, to to drink it out. And I did not, nothing came out of this. I just forgot about that. Right. And it, it, it changed lives. I mean, it changed a lot of things. You know, if you don't do act, if you don't act on, on, the, on the moment and you let it go, it's, you cannot run on a flat tire forever. You know? Right. So, And then how did that affect other people? Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I also, why did I put, you know, my child in a situation like in a toxic environment and, and like, why, why couldn't I just stop drinking? And, and because I was addicted to alcohol and I wasn't thinking clearly, I'm not using it as an excuse. I was legit addicted to drinking. I did the best I could with what I had, but for me to try to face everything without drinking seemed impossible until I actually like hit the part where I was going to die. Right. But it's scary not being able to do that. I, I, you know, know, because for me, I was, oh, it's not that bad as long as I have, I may have a scotch tonight and it is forgot about it. Right, so that 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 was the scary thing. I was not scared for the situation that got me to that. I was at some point scared that I need to stop at this place and be sure I have my stock. Right, because it's gonna get rough if I don't have. Right. So that's how I was handling it. it it's it's incredible, you know. It's incredible. And now it's a lot easier. It's not pretty. It's not. Uh, recommended for mature uh, for younger audiences or whatever but mm-hmm. life comes at you and it hits you hard but if you are sober you you can control it it, it, it is a it's a way that you can control and the thing that you cannot control you understand that and there is nothing you can do about it you don't even worry about that but before we were worried about things that we it was not even up to us to do and perhaps that that was the deal how do you know if this other group is gonna do this how do you know if this other person is gonna do that you cannot control that right and we lost control of that, of ourselves control, but being in control of something that not in control of ourselves and let other external environments or external issues control us. And uh, that at the end, you know, uh, I really think in many aspects, in my case, it's a miracle that it didn't hurt me permanently, uh, physically. In my body, you know, whatever uh, alcohol did, I'm, I'm recovering on that, on, on that thing of uh, physically. Physically, the, the 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 emotional thing is is it's gonna take a little bit, and it's it, hard, and, it, and it's getting, it's working on its way, but it's not a, uh, it's it's not an easy patch on this one. It's know? very difficult, also, for other people around you, and we're talking you, Universal, to accept that you're changing and you've changed. So I, you know, for many many years with my family had this reputation of being difficult and angry and distracted 
you know, obviously. But now after seven years sober, they're not even some are, but but most are not even stopping to get to know me. It's just easy just to write somebody off and to actually like look at the changes and understand why people are doing things. And, oh, why all of a sudden are you so high and mighty? Because I remember that you were just a total shit show or goat rodeo, as you like. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden you have all the answers. Not really. I don't have all the answers. But now I'm sober and I'm clear headed and I can see what's right in front of me. And what you're doing is not working. Oh, so you are going to step in and help me. I'm going to do the best I fucking can. Just because I had an issue doesn't mean that I didn't learn from it. And I'm not going to let you shame me or tell me my identity because I am finding my own identity and I have that strength. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I need to leave you behind. And I I, I agree with you, but... Uh, on the other side, on, on 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 what you are saying is that if nothing else, we are on the same level place as any other people that is normal. Like I think higher. Uh, probably higher in many aspects because we have seen how grown it can be, other things that the lack of action in certain, what is so detrimental that to a, a growth of, of a personal growth of something good that can happen around those. But there are people or a group of people that, that if you, they are going to throw back over, you are an alcoholic. Well, yeah, but that perhaps is an advantage because. We're dynamic characters. <laughs> well, if yeah. we were in a novel, you have your static characters who basically maintain the same character throughout. And I believe that that's most people. Mm-hmm. Dynamic characters change and, the, and they have issues and, and they learn lessons and they change their behavior And there's growth. We have to grow. If you want to stop drinking, you have to face the hard and and be successful. You have to face all the horrible things that you did and the guilt and try to make a change. Now, either you get into shame and you just drink yourself to death. Bye bye. Or you work through it and face your demons, whatever, and, and try to grow. And that's probably why there's an 80% failure rate in trying to quit drinking. It's really fucking hard to climb up from the bottom, especially if people aren't supporting you. And especially if you've already been beaten down to the point that you don't even feel like you're worthwhile. I'm surprised. You know, it turns out that is. Guess what? We matter. Yeah. And there is a change. Yeah. And, And change happens. And then you come out to help. And then there is a reward of that, you know, not only a emotional, personal one. There is there is a benefit, a collective benefit of this experience. Yeah. Right. So I I I, I think that uh, guilt work out in a good way for me. Shame it, it does ha- it did all this uh, a textbook thing that you know I'm reading now or that we are talking about it. But yeah, it, it is. It, it it could have shaped my life. It could have been if I if if I have gone through that, it could have shaped my life. But acknowledging and learning, and it it, it is it, it helped. And not you know you can't blame other people. I mean, that's another thing. You can't get behind and say, oh, it's because I was an alcoholic, 
oh, it's because I was an addict. Oh, I was raised that way. You know, that's that there are ways that no, you I saw to, that as an example. Right, like right. you know what? You whoever you are that's that's somebody that's toxic in my life, you do you, because I'm doing me and I can't help you. I can't help you see what you need to see. That's your job. Because right now I'm working on myself for the people around me that love me, that support me. And I'm sorry that you're where you are in life. It's not my problem right now. It's but, it's hard to say it's not my problem. But there is a way out. You know, just recognize. There's a way out for us. Yeah, for, I think for everybody. I think really? That, you really yeah, think I, for everybody? I, I, I think that with compassion, we need to understand that. See, I feel like some people will never. Do you think that nobody will change? Or some I think can? certain people. There is um, no potential of change. There's no potential of change. And I think those people are placed in this world to help us learn lessons. And to also help, if you have an experience with somebody that's just never going to grow, no matter how much you've tried, then now you know how to spot them. Just like if you pick up a poisonous plant on a camping trip and you get that rash, next time you're on a camping trip, you're going to look for the leaves of three, let them be. The poison ivy of your life. Yeah, the poison ivy of your life. Don't touch it again. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I like the way you put it. Thanks. All right, we'll see you here, you guys, next week. All right. Thanks, Antonio. Thank you, Elizabeth. Don't feel shame.